0: Welcome to Otani Comes to America, a show about the two-way baseball player sensation Shohei Otani. I'm Jack, and I'm Kev. Back for our first off-season episode. Before we had talked about him getting his surgery, It's elbow repair, kind of Tommy John, but not full-on TJ surgery. And since then, he's now won the MVP, which I would say I expected. Did you have any doubts? Zero. Yeah. Even Corey Seager, who was second behind him, he missed a bunch of times. So no, I think it was the stat that Otani's like the third player to ever win MVP after missing either the last 25 games or something like that. But it didn't matter because what he did while he was playing was so unreal and off the rails. Honestly, even his June alone probably won him the MVP when he just went crazy and even With him struggling with some of these little injuries throughout the year that was like nagging stuff with fingernails and all that, he still put on a show. Like, I think it was definitely one of his best years so far in baseball. I think you could argue between 2021, like which was better, but him winning the MVP was definitely obvious. Probably would have been three years in a row if Aaron Judge hadn't hit 62 home runs last year and broke the AL record. Which makes it even crazier because then it becomes that thing of if Otani's healthy, does he just get MVP every year? But I think it does take something like what Judge did to have those exceptions where you have to really prove it and make a splash in a certain way. I'm not saying Otani's always going to win MVP every year because we've seen even in the NBA with LeBron or even in baseball with Trout and stuff you know narratives change and people don't always like just giving it year after year to the same person but hopefully we don't reach that kind of Otani fatigue in that way as long as he comes back strong and maybe next year he won't win it because he's not pitching unless he goes on like an absolute tear hitting like 65 home runs or something but hopefully for the future 2025 and beyond when he's back to two-way setting himself back up to win more MVPs. This was one of the easiest
1: wins. It was a no-doubter. Kind of like one of his home runs. It's just, when it's gone, it's <laughs> gone. Only thing that would have got me nervous is if like someone like Ronald Acuna was in the same league as he was. But right, right, he wasn't. Shout out Ronald Acuna, who got the NL MVP. And to a point where you said about the Otani fatigue happening, I think for sure, one year. But I would even bet that the AL, or you know who knows where he'll be, but let's just assume AL has bought themselves two years where Otani's going to really struggle to get the MVP. So if you're listening, <laughs> players in the AL, this is your chance to win the MVP. Judge, Vladdy, I don't know, whoever you mentioned, Trout. These are your two-year gaps because after that, we all assume the boy will be back and should easily claim the crown again if the performance is anything like he did this year. Unless, hear me out. I would even find this a little bit more impressive Is if Otani, like his next MVP, he doesn't do it because of the pitching. It's because he plays like the outfield or something and he <laughs> fucking kills it. That would be like more impressive. Like, yeah, look, he's not just getting this because he got 10 wins, you know, it's like he could do it just as a regular player too. That would be insane. I don't know that I'd bet on that happening, but that would be like the bow down. Put the statue in the fucking Hall of Fame right now. Don't wait till he <laughs> retires. Like,
0: I think that's interesting. And like, he did play outfield a few times in the past. But that was before the quote-unquote Otani rule came into play. So it's a little different. I don't think I need to see that. Like I'm fine with just the ongoing two-way as a pitcher and hitter. But it does remind me of. I saw a post. I forget where. Basically someone saying, look at what Bryce Harper did going to first base after his Tommy John last year, could Otani do the same thing for his team Mm. next year? Which I don't think is going to happen because whatever team signs him, they just want him to rehab, get back to normal. But just as a hypothetical, first of all, I'm sure he could do it, no problem. But we've seen like his agility and his speed and all that. And it'd be fun to see that in the field. I think there'd also be nerves of like, just his health and There's already everything with the pitching and stuff too, but it is fun to just dream about in that way. But I do think also in terms of that, with the MVP stuff that you're mentioning, what if he just does that as a batter next year? Like he'll only be hitting. What if he does enough to just win the MVP that way? I feel like that would also be super impressive. Whether he stays in the Angels or goes somewhere else, let's say he takes
1: whatever, wherever he's at to the playoffs or like his bat alone is like that much more meaningful to a team than whoever is second or third in the MVP boats. super possible. If the boy could just focus on batting, you best believe the boy's going to hit that ball and put up some stats that we're going to be happy with. Again, you know, assuming all good health and everything goes well. Like I said, I think the next two years, if I had to put money, there's like a very low chance, but it'll be fun. Even if he's in the conversation, like, damn, like he's doing that while you were talking, I was thinking too, like, I would also be like, I kind of just want him to have, like, fun for him to have, like, one of those Mm -hmm. crazy, like, careers where it's just fun. Maybe don't win the MVP one year, but take the Cy Young, take the home run derby, like, just get these, like, fun ones where I'm like, yo, he just did it all. If you do play the outfield, imagine he gets a gold glove, Tatis, like, all of a sudden, you know, like, no one saw it happening, but it happens. It's one of those where, like, I kind of want this as, like, a outside fan like it would be crazy to see little things like that it's not a must but how fun would that be to just say like look he did that
0: give that boy his flowers like, he did that too the fact that you can even talk about it and envision that at all just says a lot about his you know capabilities i don't know like he makes it seem like he could do anything the fact that you're bringing these up aside from like health stuff with his pitching and all that if that's what he wanted to do if he decided he wanted to play the outfield or do whatever he could and we have no doubt about that i think it speaks to his crazy athleticism yeah exactly and when they made the mvp announcement and showed him talking for a few minutes on mob network basically accepting it what'd you think of him having a dog with him and everything which i assume is his dog but they haven't even said it's not his dog bro (laughs) It was like the most Otani shit ever, bro. Just like how he was
1: dressed, <laughs> his demeanor, the dog. The only thing I was surprised is that he didn't have like a neck pillow on and like an <laughs> arm warmer, like just checking his blood pressure or like I don't even know, something like <laughs> literally like the dude is just himself. Simple dude. It was like borderline funny. Like you're talking about the goat. This MVP chilling in my house, on my couch with a dog. <laughs> I was hoping to see eBay at least flipping some pancakes in the background. I don't know what I was expecting, but couldn't expect anything more or less than that.
0: I feel like he himself has kind of that puppy dog face or emotions on his face sometimes, so it felt very fitting in that way. The cynical part of me is like, this feels super staged by the agent of like, oh yeah, Otani's entering free agency. Look at him as this super wholesome human being with a dog. Everybody loves Otani. I really am questioning like is that for sure his dog because I don't know this is like the first we've seen of it there was no confirmation or anything (laughs) so I don't know I'm not totally convinced yet but cute dog for sure I'm not really mad at it I also was not convinced that was his house I feel like it was just either a house they rented or his agent someone he knows like I don't know if Otani would share that but I feel like it kind of transitions us to the new documentary that came out, which is by ESPN Plus Films. It's supposed to be on Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, even though at least in the US, I only saw it available on ESPN Plus. But anyway, I bring it up as like kind of tied to what I was saying with the agent, because the doc feels very timed for this moment, which makes sense, like doing his job and getting the story of Otani out there more and showing more in depth about his work ethic and his vision and all this stuff. Otani is very secretive in general. He doesn't reveal a lot. So I didn't go into the doc, which is called Beyond the Dream, expecting to learn a whole lot. But I also came out like not really learning anything new. And obviously, you know, we've done this podcast since he came to the US did the newsletter last year, so I feel like I know a lot about him already, but I did want a little bit more out of it, and it's basically just like about his journey so far. Some parts, like the earlier parts, they spend longer on and kind of breeze through some other things, and it has a bunch of different people in it, from Pedro Martinez to Hideki Matsui and stuff, but it was fine. You haven't had a chance to peep yet, and I don't feel like you're missing all that much i don't even know if it's worth you watching it i think i might like purposely skip it
1: now that i haven't like already watched it since i didn't watch it and you watched it and kind of are saying the things you just said i might purposely skip it i hate like a premature ass like documentary <laughs> there's no reason for it just wait for the end of the career i know it might be 15 20 years who knows but just wait like we saw how special the last dance was michael jordan's or even the kanye west one I won't put them in the same conversation, but even that one, like, I learned a lot. Like, I saw a lot just because there was so much time. There was, like, recordings from early 2000s we hadn't seen and, like, all this good stuff where, like, Otani still feels, like, relatively new to the MLB. Everything that we saw, like, oh, look at the home run he hit through the roof or look at what his photo of, like, how he looked in high school pitching or whatever. Like, we just saw those, like, it feels like two years ago. So nothing is shocking. Even if we've seen him, just wait enough time where like it feels newer or like you'll be like, oh shit, yeah, I remember that. There's none of that. I just feel like it's, sure, the timing with the MVPs and all that, like still middle of his prime or possibly not even at his prime yet. But when it comes to like the effects of the documentary on the audience or the fans, whoever, whatever you want to call it, it just won't be strong. So again, I think I'm going to just purposely miss it. So... I mean, we know there's going to be a future one or a bigger one or a
0: longer one or one that covers the whole career, whatever it is. I do agree that it did feel a little early on, but I feel like they could have stretched out moments or given more detail. Like even they covered the WBC, which another part of his amazing year. I feel like I got no insight really into that about is that bad versus Trout and all these things like, I really wanted to know more about that stuff at least, and, like, Otani's interviews in general were fine, and I wouldn't say he was necessarily holding back or trying to be secretive, but still speaking in kind of general statements, like usual. And I guess just looking through some notes I jotted down throughout, if there's anything to mention. I mean, Pedro Martinez plays a big part of it as, like, narrator in certain sections, and he gives an interview throughout as well they have some footage of his hometown in Japan and go into a little bit of that stuff. And they talk a lot about this dream board he had, which I've heard about before, that he plotted out this whole path to get there. But they spend way too long on that. And basically talking about how we saw MLB as like the biggest challenge possible because it was like this huge tier that you really had to be the best. And so we saw it as a challenge. It kind of went on that path. They had his manager from the Nippon Ham Fighters, the Japan team he played for, and talked about how big of a role that was where no US team and even no other Japan teams wanted him as a two-way player, they only wanted him as a pitcher. And Otani did talk about how when he was given that chance to be a two-way player, he saw it for the team as like a win-win for them where either he succeeds and does both or he would just stick to whichever one he did well at. The Angel stuff he said was like a gut decision. Him and you, Darvish also talked about at least Darvish faced some more, I don't know if it was like harassment or just pranking or hazing type shit, but he was like, oh, I heard rumors like when you're a rookie or you're Asian, like certain things can happen. But then he got to the angels and everything was cool. Like he had only positive relationships with everyone and didn't face any of that. So it was like positive against what he was maybe expecting might happen. And I guess one interesting thing, on the MLB side, he talked about in twenty twenty one, Joe Madden called him into his office and basically said that there were no limitations this year and Perry the GM was there too. And Otani said he interpreted it as like an ultimatum, like either you do it this year or this experiment is done type of thing. They interviewed Madden and he said, No, that wasn't what it was. It was just trying to encourage him and like I actually do believe that because I feel like Madden has been super supportive of Otani, but basically Otani took that as fuel and won the MVP that year and made a statement. So I feel like that was almost a Michael Jordan moment of like, let me just take whatever I can to like give me motivation to go extra hard and like push to a new level. So that was one of the interesting nuggets, and yeah, there's some other stuff like the Bad Bunny song where he gave Otani a shout out. They used for a montage of some clips and little okay like interesting details here and there but overall nothing major doesn't
1: sound like very much new info i mean i'm sure not explained to the point maybe that we know him but things we've heard of before or like things we kind of know of him i guess when you're a super fan like that it's, it's tough for you to learn much
0: i also just wanted to see footage of him doing like normal stuff even i don't know going for a hike or whatever it is like something super basic but it's all just interviews and baseball clips and stuff, which I get, but it's also, I want more personal stuff, at least like just a little bit, if it's gonna be a documentary. Yeah, I think I'd much rather have
1: an Altani reality show than this documentary.
0: <laughs> Meet the
1: Altanis. <laughs> this is him, Ipe, and the dog <laughs> that we find out is rented. But,
0: <laughs> but anyway. We're here about a month into the off season. We're recording this a little later in November. And so far, really no word on any indication of Otani. It's reported he's even been saying to teams like, or his agent has been saying to teams, if there's leaks that get out about us meeting, then it'll be held against you and stuff like that. So we really have no idea even of the timing of when he's gonna make a decision and all these things. Hopefully, he doesn't sign right away because we're planning to do another episode where we'll go through some of the possible teams and who might be a good fit or who might not, etc. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, no real updates right now for where he's going to sign in free agency. That wraps it up for this episode of Otani Comes to America. I'm Jack. You can find me at Jack from Summer, Summer with an O on everything. And I'm Kev. You can find me at same old Kev pretty much everywhere. And the AKAs, I know we've skipped them a few times, but we might have to just reset them a bit depending where he signs because some of these are Angels slash Anaheim specific. So we'll see. This is another shorter episode anyway, but just wanted to cover the MVP and the new doc. So again, hopefully we'll be back with more offseason free agency stuff one way or another.